I'd like to thank KTMS 990 and Montecito Bank and Trust for making Scam Squad possible. I'm Patty Teal. And I'm Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson. Scam Squad is up next. Sound off. One, two. Sound off. Three, four. One, two, three, four. Scam Squad. Welcome to Scam Squad. I'm your host, Patty Teal, here as always with Deputy District Attorney Vicki Johnson, who always gives us the latest news on the scams that are going around so that we won't fall for them. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Patty. Well, I've got something a little bit different today, and this is something that I read once again in ARP. We've all heard that famous commercial, What's in Your Wallet?, advertising a very well-known credit card. Well, according to this recent article from ARP, apparently one thing that probably shouldn't be in your wallet is that credit card. And the article was titled, The 10 Worst Things to Carry in Your Wallet. Well, Vicki, you definitely have my attention, and I'm afraid I may have all of those 10 things in my purse. It's getting pretty heavy, so I can't wait to hear what I should take out. Well, in my case, I can tell you for sure that seven of the 10 things routinely live in my wallet, as opposed to my son, who doesn't carry a wallet. He carries a cell phone with a cover that contains space for one credit card and a driver's license. That's it. That's it. Yes. Okay. Well, that makes sense. I mean, everything is in your cell phone anyway nowadays. Um, Yeah. So what advice do they give about clearing out your wallet or your purse? Well, the first step is to take everything out of your wallet and sort it. Now, that's a scary proposition because my wallet is stuffed. And of course, you do that with the idea of paring it all back. So here's what you get rid of. Old receipts, I don't know why I still carry some around, shopping lists, business cards that you don't use or you're not going to use or you rarely use, single store credit cards that rarely get used, coffee shop punch cards that you'll never likely fill up, and so on. If it's not something that you will need often or in an emergency, keep it at home or just simply get rid of it. And the next step is to create a safe and secure storage system at home for the occasional wallet items that you've removed. And you can put extra cash in there too. Wow. Well, I imagine I'm not the only one that carries around more stuff than I need to do. Um, To say nothing of extra weight. I mean, sometimes I would put a dog bowl in water. It really gets to be (laughs) a heavy weight that I'm carrying around. But I worry that I might forget where I stored all the stuff that I took out of my purse, the very important stuff. Absolutely. And so the suggestion was to photograph on our smartphones the front and back of each card that we have so we know who to contact if they go missing. You know, Vicki, it's so funny you say that because I've really noticed that the younger generation, they automatically take a picture of things. Yes. And I will, but it just doesn't strike me immediately to do that. But it's just such second nature for those that never really lived without a cell phone. Anyway, so after we've cleaned our wallet out, is there a list of what we should not have in our wallet? Absolutely. So these are the things that you should remove from your wallet and keep in that safe place. And you might want to take a picture of that safe place also so you remember where it (laughs) is. You You know me too well, yes. Well, I'm the same. So first of all, we've talked about this, of course, your social security card. You don't need this on a daily basis or hardly ever. And crooks can use it to open lines of credit. So take that out. 
Also, multiple credit cards and credit card receipts. Choose one credit card and one debit card because multiple credit cards are just a gold mine for criminals. Yeah, I can see why that's true. And and most of the time, I mean, probably 99% of the time, nobody asks for your ID. You just need that card or one card so that you can finish your transaction. And what else should we keep in our wallet? Well, this is a surprise. Your checkbook or even one check. Well, that is a surprise because when you think about it, you hardly ever write checks anymore. Right. Everybody uses their credit card. If somebody gets out their checkbook and writes a check in the grocery store line, people get upset. If you have a debit card, that's really all you need because that comes right out of your checkbook anyway. So here's what else they're suggesting that you don't keep in there. Your work ID card. I thought that was interesting. Your passport, obviously. Your list of passwords, although that is one thing I don't have in my wallet. Gift cards, because that could be stolen and used. Birth certificate. I mean, that's the perfect way for somebody to get your ID and use it against you. And even your library card. Now, the library card, that seems pretty harmless. Well, I know, and I thought so too. And here was the reason that was given. It's kind of a far out reason, but I guess it makes sense. Apparently, this is because crooks can check out lots and lots of books and sell them. And finally, the last thing not to keep in your wallet is your house key, because a crook could probably sleuth out your address from the many other things that you might have in your wallet, like your driver's license. And then if they have your house key, it's easy for them to figure out how to steal from you. Wow, that's interesting. I wonder where you should keep your house key when you go out and about. Your pocket's okay or something else? Yeah, maybe so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Key hidden at home somewhere. Yeah, Uh a lockbox at home. I don't know. Just not right under the mat where everybody would guess what it is. Or not under the planter. No, right. (laughs) And what about the Medicare card, Vicky? Well, that was kind of interesting. We used to always tell people leave your Medicare card at home because it contained your social security number. Your Medicare number was the same as your social security number. Now that's not the case. There's a separate number that is assigned to your Medicare card. So now what they're saying is keep your Medicare card with you when you leave home, especially if you're going to an appointment where you might need one. But be careful to never share it with anyone except a medical provider. The article also made a point that many of the informational items that we once carried in our wallets can be accessed on our smartphones. There's things like digital wallets that contain digital versions of our credit and debit cards. And that's what you were talking about. These young people do that and they know how to do it and they know how to access it on their phone. And you see many times when you're standing in line in a grocery store or wherever, a young person will take out their smartphone and put it up to the cash register. I've noticed that I really sounded like an old fogey, but I just have not gotten in the habit of doing that. Even when I fly on a plane, everybody else does that. And I'm kind of like, Hmm, I guess I should start doing that. (laughs) Well, it's clearly the safest thing to do. Getting back to what I said in the beginning, I think that's the way my son operates. Right. His cell phone, everything is in his cell phone. Mm -hmm. He can carry his license with him and maybe one credit card. And that's it. That's all he needs. I might have to go back to the old fanny pack, Vicki. Yes. (laughs) So that I can have my phone in the fanny pack. And that's all I need, really. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a little case for the phone with the driver's license. Right. Because I don't want to carry my phone loose 
the phone is really the worst thing you can lose nowadays. Exactly. And so most mm-hmm. people keep pretty good track of their phone. Mm-hmm. We may not always keep good track of our purse if we go shopping in the grocery store and put it in the cart and turn away for a moment. That's one of the worst things we can do. We all know that. Tempting though it is to do that, to get rid of that purse while you're feeling the watermelon or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Well, what a good practical episode this was. I mean, just great practical advice. I've actually been pretty good lately. I actually have only been carrying one credit card. My reasoning was a little different. I've been kind of racking up my credit card bills and I thought, well, if I don't have them with me, I'll just have this one. That's what I'm going to use. Yeah. But that can be an extra bonus. Just put them away. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was very surprised. I mean, not even your checkbook. But when I started to think about it, I thought, well, when was the last time right. I actually ever wrote a check in the store? If That's I have true. a debit card with me, it's the mm-hmm. same thing as having my checkbook with me. Usually your check will have your address on it too. So that could be something that somebody could use to track you down. Who knows? Or steal your identity because if you give them a check, all the banking information is there. The bank that you use, your account number. Right. In my particular situation, my name, my address, I don't want anybody to get a hold of it. And with all the warnings we've also had about people writing checks or changing checks, washing checks. checks. Mm -hmm. We heard from Dayton about how that happens. So Mm -hmm. it's a good idea to not carry your checkbook with you. Well, good practical advice. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Any good news today? I do have some good news. This caught my eye. This was a press release that came out last Friday. A man was convicted of defrauding an elderly widow of $1.2 million. And I thought that this was a good bit of news to share because it shows the danger. This was a local scam artist. This wasn't somebody overseas or contacting her by the phone or online. This was somebody local who took advantage of this poor widow. And apparently, this scammer first met the victim while he was working as an exterminator in her home. So he was a handyman that was in Mm -hmm. her house and apparently saw her vulnerability and saw an opportunity for himself. He wasn't obviously honest guy. So he tricked the victim into believing that he would care for her personally and financially. And so he started to hold himself out as the victim's personal representative or sometimes... My gosh, all from being in there as an exterminator. I know. And he pretended all the time that he was acting in her behalf. And apparently in April of 2019, he convinced the victim to give him power of attorney and to name him in her revocable living trust and will. So he did this over a period of a few years. And then he methodically drained the victim's bank account, took out a $500,000 line of credit in her name, using her property as collateral, and amassed huge charges on her credit cards for his own personal expenses. And apparently, he defrauded her over $1.2 million, and he used her money to purchase luxury items. I mean, it wasn't like he was using the money to pay his mortgage. Not that that would be okay either, but he used right. to purchase luxury items, spent over $1,000 a day on lottery tickets. Oh, tells you a little bit about what kind of addiction that he had that probably mm-hmm. made him do this. He purchased a Lexus, a 4.3 carat diamond ring, $170,000 interest in a pest control business. Remember, he was an exterminator. 
So apparently somebody finally blew the whistle on him and he was convicted and is going to be sentenced for money laundering and theft. But it just goes to point out, you really have to be careful. If somebody comes into your home and they're doing some work for you Mm -hmm. and they seem like a good person and they take a real interest in you and they start making promises about how they're going to take care of you, and that would be tempting. If you're a widow, an elderly Mm -hmm. widow with nobody around, maybe she was just having her husband do Mm -hmm. a lot of these things. And this guy probably slowly, slowly, slowly started to take over some of these responsibilities. Oh, I'll help you pay your bill. I'll help you do your banking. I'll go grocery shopping for you. Acting as the real helper and then he wormed his way into her trust and that's when he started to take over. I'm guessing that's what happened. Pretty ruthless, yeah. I'm glad they were able to convict him. That's just very cruel. Very cruel. Mm -hmm. But it serves as a warning to all of us to just be careful who we trust. It does. Yeah. Well, thank you, Vicki. Good news that he was caught and convicted. Yes, exactly. Thank you. I don't want to leave without the fraud hotline number. Of course. Area code 805-568-2442. And again, that's 805-568-2442. All right. I can't wait to hear what you have to tell us next week, Vicki. Have a good week. Thank you so much. Take care. Thank you, Patty. Bye-bye.